Welcome back, everyone. It has been quite a day. It's been amazing. Uh, I can't bake. <laughs> it's been am- I got a boyfriend. Yay! She does! I got a boyfriend! It's been quite a day for it's both of us. I, I found out that I don't know how to bake, and Ashley has got herself a man's. So She's taken yes. off the market. Welcome back to YA at Heart. I hope you are having a better day than I am. I hope you're on cloud nine like Ashley. Thanks. Uh, thanks, thanks, today thanks. we are going to be discussing Akotar, A Court of Thorn and Roses, chapters 9 through 16. And this book just keeps getting better. Better and better. Let's get back into yeah. the thruple that is Lucian, Tamlin, and Freya. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> I have never, I, I have never crushed. Well, you have a crush on Lucian? No, I just, I've never crushed so hard on like a three-person friendship, relationship, whatever the fuck it is. Friendship, alliance, I whatever guess. Whatever it is. Cordial. Like, I don't even know what it is, but. The tip for tat. The I hate the you. The tip for I tat is actually too. pretty nice. Yes. Sarah, you did well. <laughs> you did well. We're, you're doing well, Sarah. You're doing you're well. Doing you're doing very there. well. Yeah. So. Yes, yes. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into chapter nine. I did write some, some like little things in it but like i feel like chapter nine was mainly again more world building and more of like Thera trying to figure out how to get the fuck out of tamlin's house <laughs> oh my god yes she she's is trying annoying. so hard so hard to get out of tamlin's house she's like just i need to get back home i need to get to my dad i need to get to my sisters and i'm like bitch they didn't care they did not care granted her they father don't. might have cared they don't give a fuck about you her father might have cared but her sisters could give two shits so no, her sisters don't and i'm just like and it becomes more evident as you read more into the chapter facts just how like yes. up they are so basically in chapter nine um she's trying to be like okay there has to be some way to for me to be able to leave and not break the treaty or leave and not be killed <laughs> or, you know, something like that. <laughs> She's just like, there has to be a loophole. So immediately she realizes I'm not going to get that loophole from Tamlin. Tamlin no. is obviously very strict. Well, not I don't want to say obviously very strict, but Tamlin is definitely more follow the rules type of person, it seems. So Feyre is like, all right, my next best bet is Lucian. I got to go find Lucian. So basically she goes off into the grounds to find Lucian and she does run into Tamlin. And Tamlin is like trying to be nice and trying to whatever. And this bitch, is she just shuts it down. She's just like, I got to go. She does. Yeah, she's, he's like, oh, are you going out? Would you like a view of the grounds? I can take you. And she's like, nah. Facts. <laughs> Yo. It was a Philly move. It was a Philly move. It was a straight. It was. She's like, nah, bro. Nah, I'm out. I gotta go. <laughs> but essentially, she does that to Tamlin. She finds Lucian. And he tells her, he's just kind of like, all right, look, if you're gonna stick around and talk to me, like, get on the horse. Do the patrol with me. I gotta patrol the grounds and stuff. So she does. So, like, she is asking Lucian. I think this is probably the most that they've talked, like, individually. Oh, yeah. yeah. So she's asking Lucian, like, all these questions and things, trying to see if she can get him to either spill the beans on maybe a loophole in the treaty 
or something and Lucian is all on like he knows exactly what she's trying to do he does yes. that's the thing that cracked me the fuck up he was like yeah girl you're fishing real hard and <laughs> I'm not biting no <laughs> not at all so like essentially she does, she does end say, up oh sorry go ahead. no no go ahead, go ahead I was gonna bring up um she does ask something of Lucian well not of him but she asks him where the rest of Tamlin's court is. Yes. And Lucian reacts to that very weirdly. Like, he spins around. And he's like, what do you mean? Like, who told you about the court? And then she said that once um, she explains it, he kind of settles, or settles down because he thought that she was talking about something else. Right. And I was like, who? What are you so afraid it, of? It was almost like, because, like, his reaction was visceral. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Who the hell yeah, told like he was you... he was worried. Yes. Like who the hell told you this information? Why are you asking? What like that type of thing? And then immediately I immediately was like, oh shit. I was like, oh shit, Feyre, you gotta keep going. I was like, you gotta keep fishing. This obviously is where this is the information we need to figure out. This little thing right here. And so like Right. They end up Lucian and Feyre end up going hunting. Right where you're talking about, where she's talking about the court and stuff, Lucian specifically says her he says her but the way he says her makes Farah sit and be like hold up i always thought that there were high lords and she's like mm -hmm. could there be a high lady and if so like what is it about her that has lucian on edge right she was like yeah. i think that's the girl who cut his eye out yes and no, I was and like, then, Ooh. but then we kind of get a little bit of that story, like just a little bit, not enough to really know what happened, but just a little bit mm -hmm. to be like, oh shit. So basically, um, I think essentially, Feyre does ask about the eye, and Lucian says that he he takes the fault. He says he did something, and she immediately, Feyre immediately thinks it's Tamlin, and he's like, no, but he couldn't do anything about it, and I was like, yeah. wait, what? I know. So I'm like, okay, so I thought he was supposed to be a high fae. Right. Why does he not have any power over what happens exactly. to you, his like, emissary? We also find out, too, before we move on to chapter uh, 10, that Lucian tells her about uh, Tamlin's shape-shifting abilities, which we already kind of knew because he can change yeah. from that lion into a person and whatever. Mm -hmm. But he also says, like, no, he can change into anything. And he can also change his other, like, other people that he wants, he can also change them into something, which is how he changed Andreas into um, that wolf to go over the border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, of course, Feyre is like, shit, he could change me into something. Or yeah. that could be a possibility. And I think that yeah. scared her, yeah. And it's an important thing to note, too, that he says it's not a power that high Fey usually have. Like, usually yeah. they exist just to exist and to rule. Yeah. But him yeah. having a power is something extra special. So then I also wrote, because... Lucian has said her. I was like, does she have something to do with the disease that like had spread? Yes. That they were talking about. I was like, because then that would make so much That's sense. That's exactly as to, what I was thinking about. That would make so much sense as to why Lucian, why his reaction to the question that Feyre asked was what it was, and why he said her the way he did. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. this makes that would make way more sense. And then in our last book, The Cruel Prince. It was very well known that fairies couldn't lie. Yeah. But it's different in this book. In this book, there is a breed of fairies that can't lie. They're called the Surreal, I think. The Surreal. I think it's Surreal. Surreal. So they're I called so. Surreal. And then 
Lucian basically says that they're a breed of fairies that can't lie, but then I think he, well, he doesn't say it, but I'm assuming all the other fae people can. So, like, every fae, like, uh, breed or something has a specific thing to them. So, like, the surreal yeah. or Sorel, they they can't lie. They, they can only tell the truth. But Lucian says it comes, Lucian almost says, like, it comes at a price, almost, like, they can tell you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, but it comes at a You're price. not ready for the truth. Exactly. You can't handle exactly. the truth. <laughs> you can't handle it. So. Right. I thought that that was interesting. But essentially, that's kind of where um, Chapter 9 ends. Chapter 9 ends with Lucian basically telling Favor, don't move. Don't blink. Don't, don't do anything. He's like, if you hear a voice, don't turn your head. And at first I was like, what the, what the fuck? So then. Right. Cause he just came out of nowhere and was just like, wait, like mid sentence stopped and turned around and was like, oh shit. Don't move. Um, so then we move on to chapter 10 and basically the thing that Lucian was trying to make sure that they didn't move or anything that wouldn't catch them is called, I think I, I'm assuming it's called a, bo- a bogey. Okay. Cause I was going to ask, <laughs> I was going to ask you too. I was okay. like, okay, is it called a bogue? Is it called a bogey or is it called a boogie? Like a boogie. boogie? <laughs> a boogie. <laughs> Shut up. Don't laugh. Oh my God. I'm going to say bogue. I'm going to say bogue just because bogue. that's the thing that sounds like the most accurate. And then we're going to go and look up all these fucking words and how to pronounce right. them correctly. Right. Because we, we suck at this and we don't, you don't ever, <laughs> we don't ever know how to pronounce any fucking words. It's a running joke now. Fact at this point. <laughs> So in chapter 10, we run into the Bogue. And not for nothing, but this sounds like a real fucking nightmare. This sounds like a real fucking nightmare. So essentially, this creature, they don't describe it. There there isn't a real body or the way it might look or anything like that. It's just air. It's legit wind. It's kind of shimmering light out the side of your eye. And you can feel it around you. Like it becomes chilly. It becomes really cold. But that's it. But that's it. And then Feyre hears a voice. And the voice is telling her, like, look at me. Look at me. I'm going to devour you. I'm going to eat your insides. Look at me. Look. I was like, yo. <laughs> you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Bird Box. Oh, my God. Yo, Bird Box. It reminded me of Bird Box. I was like, oh, fuck no. Y'all got to get out of here right yes. now. Exactly. So, like, basically, Lucian kind of saved Feyre. Because, like, she wouldn't have known not to look if it no. wasn't for him. And even the horses that they were on were like, we got to stay still. We got to look face for- We gotta look face forward. Do not fucking move. Um, right. And, and then ultimately, ne- neither one of them or the horses move or do anything or say anything. So the Bogue leaves. After that, Lucian is actually surprised that the Bogue was in the vicinity that it was in. I'm assuming that the, those, that's because um, they were patrolling the border of Tamlin's property and whatever yeah. else. So, mm-hmm. or whatever else. So he was really surprised to find that. He explains exactly what the Bogue is. Yes. So when you actually look at the Bogue, it becomes your worst nightmare. Real. It, it becomes real. You. Yeah, it becomes it real. It becomes real. That's why I was like, it, it reminded me of Bird Box. Because when they looked at whatever they were looking at, 
it was their worst nightmare and it made them want to kill themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's like, right. Oh, that's right. Which is why, which is why I like sat there and was like, yo, this is a nightmare. Like, this is, this is the legit, like that, that is a legit nightmare. Like, what? Yeah, like, Sarah, you write Bird Box. <laughs> it was on the production for Bird Box. <laughs> um, Lucian and Feyre end up back at Tamlin's mansion. They end up going down for dinner. Tamlin's there. Tamlin is fucking jealous. He's legit he, jealous. He was so pissed. He's like, bitch, you told me you wanted to be alone, and here you come strolling in with Lucian. You not only that, ass. no, not only that, but it's the fact being that I think at one point he asks them, or he asks um, Feyre or something, you know, what they did or whatever. Or no, he didn't say You're anything. Like, but did Lucian, you have fun? No, no, no. He didn't say anything, but Lucian immediately knew, like, oh shit, something's off. So then Lucian's like, we went on a hunt, and then Tamlin was, I heard. And then he took a look at both of them and was like, did you have fun? Oh, my God. That reminds me of the scene from Mean Girls. She's like, did you sit around and drink shooters and talk about each other and how (laughs) awesome you are? Right. (laughs) But then, so Feyre notices after that every, every answer that Tamlin gives is very clipped, is very short, Mm -hmm. is very cut and to the point. So that's how we knew that he was, like, jealous and angry and upset. That's how we knew. I mean, but we would feel some type of way, too, because it's like, hey, let me show you around and stuff like that. She's like, no, I got it. And then you come in strolling with somebody else, like, y'all spent the whole afternoon together? Okay, so is there something wrong with me? You just don't like me? Right, right, exactly. No, that's completely understandable. Bitch, get out. (laughs) I'm taking away your family go starve. Bye. (laughs) She lucky Tamlin ain't a Scorpio, bro. (laughs) Wait, no, really though. What do you think Tamlin Tamlin is? If he was in astrology, yes. What do you think he was? Oh God. Okay, so he's quiet-ish, brooding, but he's also has like a nice. He's a cancer. Mm. I'm going to say, did you say cancer? Because I was about to say cancer. He's a cancer. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say a cancer. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Either a cancer or, for some reason, I was also thinking, like, a Taurus. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. What do you think Lucian is? (laughs) Lucian is a fucking Gemini. (laughs) I thought the same thing. I was like, Lucian's a Gemini, yo. Yeah, Lucian's a Gemini, for sure. <laughs> um, We're going to continue to play this game of astrology and characters at some point. The more we get introduced to characters, yes. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> Feyre, we got to do Feyre. Oh, Feyre's a fucking Capricorn. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, she yeah. is. <laughs> Sorry to yeah. my husband and my mom. I love you. <laughs> My husband and my mom are both Capricorns. Um, yes. Stubborn. Yeah, definitely, definitely Capricorn. Stubborn. So stubborn. My God. I can see that. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're going to continue this game <laughs> later. But, all right. So, essentially, yeah, we find out, you know, Tamlin's upset that they that they spent the, that Lucian and Feyre spent the uh, afternoon together and she didn't want to spend the yeah. afternoon with him. But Lucian lets Tamlin know that the bogue was in the forest. Which immediately angers Tamlin, and he starts to shapeshift into the beast 
as he like, you know, hears this and he, he just gets up and leaves. He just gets up out of out of the damn dinner table and he's just like, he's fucking out. Feyre's like, where is he going? And Lucian's like, oh, he gonna go hunt the bow, girl. He, he gonna go kill he's the He gonna thing. go kill the beast. Yeah, he gonna go yeah. kill it. And she like just sits yeah. there and she's just like, oh shit, Lucian said that there was no way to kill it. And then she's like, but Tam- Tamlin can? And like, Lucian's like, oh yes. Yeah, if anybody can kill it, Tamlin It's can. Tamlin. And it's yeah. only Tamlin. I'm like, Everybody else can die trying, or die trying, but it's only him. And I was like, exactly. Is there what can't he do? <laughs> right. What can't he do? <laughs> <laughs> but then this is the thing that got me. So towards the end of the chapter, basically, I think Fair is back in her room or something, and she's looking mm-hmm. out her window, and of course she's looking out her window waiting for Tamlin to come back. But but she don't want to admit that to herself. Exactly. Um, but then she looks down and she says that she sees a fairy that's like hobbling. And as she looks further, it's not a fairy. It's her dad. It's her dad. When I, bro, when, when I, I read, read that, that, I was like, ain't no way. Ain't same, no same. way. I like said there was like, that, that's not her dad. I was like, no fucking no. way is that her father. I was not. Nah. Because it's like, one, they're pretty deep into uh, Perithian right now. Yes. And two, yeah. he's got a busted busted leg there was There's no, no way. way that he came for her by himself no yeah yeah I like he couldn't thing. do anything for them in the village at the cottage but now you've got to come rescue your youngest daughter like no no i no i, thought the same I don't thing. believe it the more the more that pharaoh was like doubling down on the idea that that was her actual dad the more i was like oh girl no no no, no. right no right and when we get into chapter 11, like, of course, she goes down there. Down there. And yeah. she's trying to talk to him, and he won't speak. And I'm like, oh, no. Facts. Red flags. Red, red flags. flags. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, go back in the house. Right. Turn around. Um. So, okay. So, moving on to chapter 11. As we've said, like, Feyre runs down thinking that that's her dad. She sneaks downstairs thinking that's her father. And like Morgan said, he's not speaking. He's just motioning her to come towards him and this bitch dumb as fuck starts to slowly make her way over there i was like yes. oh i was like this isn't gonna end well this isn't gonna end well Bruh. at all so she's literally at the gate yes at the gate about to walk off of the uh, of the grounds Mm-hmm. And then Tamlin's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yo, the fact that this man just showed up out of nowhere and, like, was right behind her and was like, excuse me, miss. Excuse me. I was like, oh, thank God. I was like, thank God. So Tamlin Right, because she was up. about to get her ass ate. Oh, not her Facts. ass ate, but she was about to get eaten. <laughs> so her ass wasn't about to get eaten like groceries, but, you know, she was going to get eaten whole. Um, so essentially, Tamlin shows up and... She immediately starts to plead with him, like, that's my father, blah, 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 whatever. And Tamlin's looking at her, and he's like, are you dumb? Are you stupid? <laughs> Bitch, are you dumb? <laughs> <laughs> that's immediately what I thought. I was just like, it was like I can't with this girl. You I are can't. not the smartest tool in the box, bitch. Like, because he looked at her, and he was just like, no, no. And then... He's just telling her, like, look, there are a lot of things that are out on the on these grounds that could eat you. And you are not being the smartest person right now, especially not at night. 
And then he tells her, right. he's like, he's like, if you plan to run away, at least run away during the daylight. Because you trying to run away at night is dumb. It's stupid. Stupid. <laughs> stupid. With a hard ass F. Right. I was like, damn, Tamlin. Damn. But like, basically, but that's also Tamlin. like, in that moment, it's like showing like, hey, I care, but also don't be a dumbass. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, seriously. And then I like sat and I wrote notes because I was like, I was like, does she really want to go home that badly? You know what I mean? Or like. It doesn't make sense to me. But then there were certain, okay, so there were certain things that were said in this chapter that she she thinks about, that Feyre thinks about. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, it sounds to me that Feyre is scared that her family is going to forget her. You know what I mean? Like, there were certain mm. senses that it sounded to me like she just seemed scared that, like, her sisters were going to forget her, her dad was going to forget her, and that type of thing. That so maybe that's the fear. Yeah, yeah, that's the fear. That makes a little bit more sense because her going back to them, even though Tamlin told them, like, they are provided for. Right, exactly. It is fine. That didn't make enough sense to me for her to go back. So I guess in the case of her being all alone in the world and not having anybody. Right. That makes much more sense. Right, like, exactly. now she's not as stupid as I thought she was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's still a little stupid, real stupid. She's still a little oh, stupid. Like, she's stupid, stupid, but she ain't stupid, stupid. But... Tamlin says um, that the thing that could have taken her, the thing that that um, took took on the shape of her father, that thing also mm-hmm. takes on the shape of her sisters at one point. Yes, of the bow and arrows that she needs to like kill right. fairies. Yeah, before it like withers and disappears. Like it's everything that she wants. Exactly. And it's called I think a a puka. A puka. A puka. P u c a. Puka. Okay. So then. We also kind of find out that Tamlin wasn't supposed to become a high fae. No. I found that interesting. I was like, oh, hold up. That was very, I starred that and I marked it in my book when he's telling that story. And he's saying that yes. he inherited the lands because, right. you know, the person that had it before, something happened to him. Now, that made me kind of think. I was like, okay, well, like, what the hell happened to the other person? Did your father die and then you inherited the lands? But he didn't say anything Who about it. Who was father. the other person? That's what I want to know. And I was like, okay, maybe his father died and he inherited the lands because he was raised as a soldier, which is why right. he's always dressed in the um, that gear with the knives and stuff. Exactly. So I was just like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pen in that and hold on to it for the next couple of chapters. So at the end of um, chapter eleven, it's important to note that Favor does go in the house and oh yeah. Yeah, she, too, for the next couple of days, she's in her routine. She's trying to find her purpose or whatever. Um, Tamlin's still continuing to hunt the bogue. There's this one night that she goes to sleep, and she dreams of um, killing the wolf again. But this time in her heart, she's like, I shouldn't do this. I don't want to do this. Um, But long story short, she wakes up, and she gets up out of bed, and she can't sleep. So that goes directly into chapter 12, where she's walking around the castle, And she has a little piece of paper. She's making a map of her surroundings using like X's and O's. I thought that was kind of weird. I was like, okay. Uh, She's trying to leave the house. She is. She's trying to make an escape route. And I'm like, bro. Bro. (laughs) Stop it. Just stop it. Right. So Tamlin, she ends up going downstairs and she's in the hallway. And Tamlin comes in and he is bleeding, bleeding. And she's like, oh, 
uh, did you kill the Bogue? And he's like, yeah. So they have a kind of like awkward interaction. And Feyre, for some reason, she kind of feels sorry for Tamlin and empathizes with him because of what Lucian told her earlier. Tamlin lives a very lonely and guarded life. Um, And with all that power, of course, comes all the responsibility and stuff like that. Like, he's the only one that wants to go out there and kill it. He doesn't want any help because he has to maintain that power and security and what have you. He's Spider-Man. With all that power comes great. Spider-Man! He's Spider-Man. Tamlin is (laughs) Spider-Man! Um, so basically she's like empathizing and it kind of tears her apart because she's like, I don't want to empathize with this monster. Like he's a fairy, but she does. And so she sees that he's hurt. She takes him to the infirmary that they have to clean his wound. He's pretty much almost healed by that point, but he appreciates the gesture. And they have a little moment there on page 106 where he tells her like, you're not what I expected for a human. Yeah. That also pops up again in another chapter so I'm trying to figure out what exactly it is that he means. If this is a good thing or if it's a bad thing. Um, in this instance, it seems like it's a good thing because it's coming from a sweet place. I kind of like the fact that, like, you know how we say, like, oh, Jesus or by God or whatever. They're, like, yeah. by the cauldron. By, by the, the cauldron. cauldron, yes. I'm like, yes, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I like that. We, yeah. actually, we actually find out why they yes. say by the cauldron later. And I was just like, I was like, that's different okay <laughs> i like that so uh Feyre is pretty much starting to feel like she and tamlin aren't so different after all the next morning she hears tamlin and lucian arguing and this was very interesting to me because lucian was saying something along the lines of we don't have much time and tamlin says i'm not going to do to the humans what my father did and i was like hold up wait a minute <laughs> we gotta back that truck up what do you mean what, like, what you're not mean? just going to speed past that. Like, you ain't say what like, you, you just, just said. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, Feyre's trying to, like, get up to the door and, like, lean by there and, like, listen to what they're saying. And, of course, this bitch gets caught because she, like, her arm slides or something like that. And they can hear everything. So, she tries to play it off like, oh, uh, are you going to go for a ride, Lucian? And Lucian's like, I'm not, but you can go with Tamlin. And she's like, fuck. Fuck. I don't want to go with that. Exactly. Legit, she's like, fuck. Like, that, that she, is it. She avoids him at all costs. And it's not like he has done anything bad I, to her. Like, he made two remarks where he was kind of like backhanded comments. Like, oh, you look But I don't think clean. that's what it is, though. I don't think that's what it is. I think that she also feels a certain type of way about him. And as we've said, or as you said earlier, she mm. doesn't want to feel a certain type of way about him. So, so she's trying to keep her distance. Correct. It's safe in numbers. So it's safe to be around him with Lucian around or servants or whoever's around but it's not safe to be around him when it's just her and him because when it's just her and him then it's like oh shit you know it's just us and like as we've seen just like just now her and him by themselves like there's obviously something there he obviously yeah there's a little chemistry exactly so i think for her she doesn't want that and so like i said she'd rather be you know it's it's safer in numbers than her by herself with with Tamlin. Which, okay. I mean, Lucian is basically a buffer. He's basically the buffer. He's he's just somebody there to, like, make sure, keep funny, comic relief, make sure that there's no chemistry because there's one third person there. And, like, when he's not there, it's like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? So that's at least what I'm picking up off of this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And see, see, that's why I'd like to 
point it out because it's like for me, I'm not really understanding. Yeah. But that's why I'm like, I have to get it out there so I can hear from another person's point of view. So, yeah, she's not wanting to spend time with Tamlin. And he's like, oh, do you want to ride? Do you want to hunt? And she's like, not really. So they're walking through the Liar. castle. And she I know. Ride hunt. That's all okay, you did. Liar. That's all you but did. But even when they do go out to hunt, she doesn't kill anything. I think she's kind of scarred from killing that the wolf, no, right? Wolf. She's like, I listen, mean, I can't kill anything else. I'm trying to get out of this treaty. It. I'm not trying to get further into it. Like, right. <laughs> like, I get it. I'm like, okay, girl, don't kill no squirrels, no rabbits, no deers, no nothing. <laughs> nothing. Um, but they're walking down the hallways and they're talking. And Feyre, he pretty much brings up to Feyre. He's like, you can't read or write. Oh, she's illiterate. Yes. Yeah, she's illiterate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he ends up walking her down the hallway. They're talking. She, it's a sore point for her, so she doesn't really want to talk about it, talk about it. Yeah. And, um, he's like, well, how did you learn how to do, you know, all your other stuff? How to hunt and how to skin stuff and whatever. She's like, it's by trial and error. You know, I had to in order to take care of my family. You know everything about mm-hmm. that. And he's like, but who takes care of you? And I was like, oh! That right there. <laughs> that right there. Who takes care of you? Stop it! Let a man tell me that, all right? Let a man be like, but who takes care of you? What? Who takes care of me? I'm taking care of everybody, but who takes care of me? Right, exactly. I was like, that was really sweet. That earned Uh, earned Tamlin some brownie points. That right there. It definitely did. I was like, oh, look at you moving up the book boyfriends list. Exactly. (laughs) So he ends up taking her to, um, oh, he also tells her that he knows about the knife that she took from the table. Oh, this dude. Yeah, he was like, you're going to have to be a little bit more clever in your attempts to, uh, you know, leave, get out of here or what have you, or to escape. So Feyre asks about his conversation with Lucian to kind of like throw him off. And Tamlin kind of has a this too shall pass attitude. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, it's a curse or it's a blight. Um, But, you know, just like everything comes and goes, this will too. And I'm like, that contradicts what you said yesterday. (laughs) You said you said it's coming for anybody and everybody and you know everybody's gonna die, but today you're like oh you know Mom, it's this fine. will pass. <laughs> right on Pas- uh, Pastor Tamlin has spoken of the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this too shall pass. I was like okay, and the chapter basically ends with Tamlin leading her into the study where there's dozens and dozens and dozens of books, and she's just like. That she cannot you read. motherfucker. Because she's illiterate. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, my God. Yeah, so she was she was pretty upset with that. And that goes into chapter 13, where she talks a little bit more about why she can't read and write. And this is the point where I came back and I was like, her family ain't shit. No, legit. Because if you think about it, if you were rich and a part... Like, I'm sure Nesta and Elaine know how to read and write. So, yeah. like... It, and she mentions mm. that she was like, yeah, they, I think they either went to school. I think they went to school. Um, but she says that her mom never hired like a governess or whatever to come and educate, um, Feyre. Feyre. Yeah. And then her sisters on top of that never felt the need to teach her how to read and to write. So they just have this girl out here. Not knowing how to read, not knowing how to write. She was the like, wild child, yo. She was the baby. She was the wild child. It, like everything went out the window, basically. Like it was just like, 
I, it, basically, her parents were like, look, we already raised these two. We're done. Do you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Right. And I was just like, that's that's so shitty. Yeah. That is so unbelievably, like, I can't even fathom it. And then you have the audacity to ask your youngest child to take care of the family. No, fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, yo, that would have been my attitude on her deathbed. I would look at her and be like, fuck you. I'm leaving. <laughs> Never, <go laughs> Never looking back again. <laughs> right. So, oh and the God. fact that she still wants to go back to them. The loyalty, yo. That part the right loyalty. there. I was like, I get it. You feel like you're all alone in the world. But you were alone when you were with them, too. That, yes. That's the You just felt like you truth. had a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was just, it, it was, was it was really bad. Yeah. So, she gets frustrated because she's trying to write these words in the books and stuff. And she stands up and goes exploring. And she actually finds a mural in the study. And it is a mural that shows the story and the map of Perithian. So remember when we were talking about like they say not by the gods or my god, they by say the by cauldron. the cauldron or by the yeah, cauldron. exactly. So basically, the mural starts with like this Fey woman and she's pouring like this liquid that looks like gold and stardust or whatever from a cauldron onto the land that creates or creates Perithian. So that's where that comes from. And she's looking through the whole mural. At the heart of the map of the fairylands, she points out that there's this small snowy mountain range with a like solitary peak, and it kind of looks like the heart of Perithian. She made me think of it as this way, and then I was also thinking, do you think the curse is spreading from the middle out? From the night court? No, not from the night court. From the, um, where's the map? Hold on, let me pull out the map. Oh, under the It's mountain. between maybe, the winter court oh, and maybe, the dawn okay. court. Right, 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 because the night yeah. court is further up. Yeah, maybe yeah, that exactly. is. Maybe so right. I was like, okay, if that's where, it looks like maybe that's where the first part of Liquid touched when she was creating, when the goddess or whatever was creating, um, yeah. or the fairy god yeah. was creating Perithian. And maybe the curse is spreading from the heart of Perithian outward. Maybe you're right. I don't know. It was just a thought. Or, even more interesting enough, I also had the thought, what if Tamlin's land, the spring court, is the only court that's cursed? That's interesting. Because I'll explain a little bit, um, I guess, why earlier or later, too. But I had That's that thought. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. it's like nobody's giving her answers, straight answers about no. anything. They're like, oh, your family's fine. And she's like, but I have to warn them about the curse. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. They're fine. And it's just like, it just seems pretty weird. That she's being uh, kept in the dark about this, especially if it's something that's going to affect her because she now lives there. Yeah, so, she can't leave. Exactly, and she can't leave. So it's like, if the curse is in your lands, then am I going to get cursed too? Like, I need to know if it affects humans, like, all that stuff. So she's studying the mural, goes back to her table to try to read and write again. And Tamlin comes in and sees that she's struggling with this and offers his help. But of course, it turns into an argument. And she's yeah. too proud to, like accept his assistance and i'm just like what why is it the attraction thing like you don't want to be next to him or you just feel like on top of that you just feel like you're inadequate that could be it i mean to be honest really think about it like you are up against the guy who or not up against the guy but the guy who kidnapped you is high fey he is a warrior he is um you know he could read he could write He's essentially a 
what like we might as well compare him to noble blood and yet you down here you only know how to hunt scavenge for what you can you can't read you can't write you are the youngest of three like if you really think about it the upbringing is way different way way different so i do think it has a little bit to do with her feeling inadequate her feeling like oh shit you know what i mean like Yes, there's an attraction there, but am I worthy of that attraction? Mm. Okay. Okay. That so, makes more sense. I was yeah. also like, if she's trying to get like a letter or something out to her family even, mm-hmm. why not just take the time for him to teach you a couple of things? But I get that. I get what you're saying. Yeah. It, it's that, but um, then also she she seems a little impatient. So like... That too, yeah. It could be like, yeah, I get the idea of like, okay, well, let me wait a little bit till he teaches me some things and then, you know, send the letter out or try to get the letter out. But if she's impatient, him teaching her might take a little longer than what she wants. And she really wants, she is obvious, she really wants to be with her family like right away. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, this is also one of the times where he says to her again, unlike the other night, you're not what I expected for a human. But this time he says it kind of angrily. And I'm like, your emotion. Like, I get it. Her emotions are throwing you for a fucking loop. But I also cannot understand what you're trying to say. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So um, she leaves the study because, you know, they got into an argument. And she's kind of feeling like stupid for assuming that Tamla would understand where she's coming from and stupid for feeling sorry for him and everything like that. She also knows that they're holding back information about the blight or the curse, which we just talked about. And she goes to try to get answers for that from Lucian of all people. This is her best friend at this point. Lucian's her best friend at this point, yo. But is he though? Is he? Because of what happens next? Like, I'm kind of like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know. So she goes to Lucian and she's like, oh, if I were to hypothetically trying to catch a, uh, Cereal or Suriel, the creature that will answer all of the questions. Like, how would I do that? And he's kind of like, I can neither confirm nor deny, wink, wink, but this is what you'd have to do, wink, and you have to position this here, wink, wink. And so he gives her all the information and one of his hunting knives, and she's just like, okay, I'll see you later. And wink, wink. Yeah, wink, wink, and walks off the premises. And I'm like, this, this girl has a death wish. She has a death wish. She wanted death. So, honestly. So, she's, I think, at this point in the chapter, or this point in the book, I wrote down, I was like, oh, maybe she's starting to grow on him. Right? He says it. It's a chapter. Yeah. But he says, I think I'm starting to like you for a murdering human. For a murdering human. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe they're getting along. And then chapter 14 happens, and I'm like, no. You dirty bitch. Which, again, probably wasn't his fault, but still, you know, I don't trust nobody. So, chapter 14, she ends up catching the Suriel. And this thing, the description, I don't know about you, but this thing is hideously wicked looking. Sarah, Sarah, where do you dream up this shit? (laughs) Right? Sarah. (laughs) Now, at least, unlike Shadow and Bone, there aren't pictures of the goddamn creatures in the front of the book. Because that'd be nightmare causing. No. I can't do it. I can't do it. We gotta go um, on bird box and shit with all the simmer. 
right. Like, I'm not looking at it. I'm not looking right, at it. Right, right. Look straight ahead. Look straight ahead. <laughs> so she basically catches the surreal and she's asking her questions. And she first asks if there's truly no way for her to go home. And he's like, uh, yeah, bitch. Everybody's been telling you that. I'm going to tell you the same thing. There's no way for you to get home. Are we done you now? You stuck. <laughs> You're stuck here. You stuck here. Right. And she's like, even if he does say it, it doesn't change anything. I'm like, oh my God, Farah. Wait, this is a fairy that is, this is a fairy breed that says the truth, the only, like only the truth, nothing but the truth. And you literally yet, cannot lie. Right. You literally are sitting there saying, nah, nah, there has to be a way to get around this tree. Are you, uh, what? <laughs> I what? literally wrote down, I was like, she took that information and was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Basically. Basically. Like, oh my God, this bitch. I can't with this bitch. So she also asked him, what do you know about Tamlin? And he's like, you need to be more specific. And he's like, he says something to her, which ends up in him resulting in saying that Tamlin is not a high fae. He is a high lort with a T, lort. Okay. <laughs> and high lorts. Or more powerful than High Fay, okay? So now she's freaking the fuck out. And he also says, too, like, oh, does he know that his little human woman is running around the woods? And I was like, hold up. Wait a minute. Back up. His human woman. Back that truck up. His? <laughs> I was like, okay. We're going to analyze interesting. this. That's weird. Analyze That's this. suspicious. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to pack yeah. that away for later. Oh um, so yeah, it makes sense though about like why he's a high lord because of all his yeah. powers and abilities. Like I'm surprised that we didn't see it before either. But of course we're reading the book for the first time. So he starts to tell her, the Soriel starts to tell her um, about the Western fairy kingdom that she saw on the map. It was separate from all the other ones that were split up into different courts. Yeah. And he says uh, the name of that place is Hybern, I believe. Mm-hmm. Hybern? That's how I'd say it. That's how I'd say it, yeah. Okay. And he says that there is a fairy king there. Not a lord, but a fairy king. And he was the one who made the plan. I'm like, all right, what, what's, what's the plan? The plan is the curse? He made it? And then he says, but that king was betrayed by one of his commanders called the Deceiver. And then he gets cut off. And I was like, oh. So I started putting all the clues together, right? I, I did. But then I was like, as I was reading down the page, I had to slam the book shut. And I was like, oh, and go back and look at my notes. Because, okay. girl, when I tell you the fucking theory that I have, and I think it is spot on. Get ready for this. Get ready for this. Okay. Okay. Tamlin is the, or not the king, is the son of the king from Hybern. Interesting. Yes. So it makes sense, right? Because he's like, I was raised to be a warrior. I was never right. raised to be a high lord. high lord. These lands I inherited. Right. Okay, that makes way of sense. Yeah, he talks about how King Hybron was the one that uh, wanted to keep humans enslaved. And that's right. what they went to war over. Right. And then you also get him in Lucian's discussion from the prior chapter. He's like, no. I won't be like my father. I'm not going to do that to humans. I was like, <gasps> he's the goddamn son. He's the prince of Hyberian or the deceiver or whatever. He betrayed his father or some shit right. like that. So 
So I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh, oh my god. Okay, that's my that's my big reveal. Yeah, but basically, Suriel gets cut off before he can go into any more detail about the story, and he's like, oh girl, something wicked comes this way, cometh, something wicked cometh. Let me loose, run. And we'll forget this ever happened. I won't eat you. You won't kill me. We won't get killed by these other things that are coming. She's like, what is it? He's like, you need to go now. Like, we need to go now. But, of course, it's too late. And whatever it is that uh, joins them is, like, right up on them now. So I was like, oh, my God. Can we count how many times in this book that Feyre has almost died already? Yo, it's only been been 14 chapters. And this bitch has, has cheated death. At least five so times. times. Like, so come many on. times. Okay. I'm like, uh-uh. If, they were, if this was, like, the fates, I'd be like, uh-uh, cut her cord. Right, exactly. If I was on Hercules. Around. Cut, right. right. If I was on Hercules, I'd be like, bitch, that's it. No, 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 no. She's playing too much. Cut her cord. Right, she obviously exactly. doesn't respect her own life. The thread won't cut. <laughs> <laughs> Why I watched that yesterday. You did? I did. Oh my god. So that's basically how I'm thinking about Feyre right now. She's the fucking cat with nine lives. Yo. So we move into chapter 15. 15. 15. And this is where we learn what it is that has come upon them. They're called the Naga. Wait, I'm trying to find the word. Is it Naga? (laughs) I'm trying to find the word so I can really look at it. It's N-A-G-A. I think it's Naga. I, yeah, that's, I would say that's the safe bet, Naga. Yeah, Naga. that's the safest way to say that right, word, we just y'all. Say, Naga, yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, there's four of them, and they're these, like, tall, looming creatures. They have, I, how does she describe it? Like, black scales? They look ugly. That's, that's ugly. <laughs> just like everything else, ugly. All right? Again, oh Sarah. Sarah, why? Why? <laughs> Sarah has some vivid... Bitch, what do you bro. be dreaming up of? Like, come on. Whatever you're drinking, I want some of that. I don't know if <laughs> no, I actually, want any no, that. No, actually, no, no, I don't. No, I don't, no, I don't. I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that. <laughs> uh, but the Naga are there, and they're basically like, oh, look what fate has bought us, or the Dark Mother has bought us. A snack and a gift. And she was like, oh, <laughs> Fuck no. no, no, sir. <laughs> Fuck no. She's like, Not nah. today. She's so like, she as I've said before, away. my thread don't cut. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> what do we say to the Lord of Death? Not today. Not- yes. <laughs> so she's backing away from them. And the Soriel is screaming like, yo, man, yo, man, don't <laughs> leave me here. <laughs> and for a second, I thought she, I thought she was going to do it. <laughs> I thought she was going to do it. But um, she ends up pretty much fighting against <laughs> Fighting these creatures. She does release the Suriel. Yeah. And uh, the Suriel runs off. And that gives her time to kind of run away. Um, but they do catch up to her. And she actually, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, she holds her own. She kills one of them in that clearing. I mean, she's, look, she may not know how to read or write, but the bitch definitely knows how to cheat death and fight. So. Oh, definitely. Definitely knows how to hold her own. Mm-hmm. So she actually ends up killing two of them. And then uh, the other two, of course, catch up with her. Right. And they're trying to beat her ass. Like, she gets banged up a a lot. Despite, you know, 
her getting beat up or whatever. I think she, at one point she gets hit in the head. She's mm-hmm. still trying to like get away. Like she's still functioning. I'm like, girl, whew. she's like, not this way, not this way, not this way. And it kind of reminded me of the scene from, from Blood and Ash with Poppy, mm. where it's three against six. The guards um, come to kill her in her cell. After oh, she finds out that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. with Jericho mm-hmm. and the rest of them yeah, yeah yeah exactly exactly the guards come to kill her in her cell and yeah. um, she's fighting and holding her own and then all of a sudden she goes down and she's like yeah. I can't die this way yeah, yeah that scene gave me yeah that scene gave me this energy but mm. then our hero Tamlin Tamlin comes to the rescue bro when they said he roared he was like <laughs> you know what I thought of. Go ahead, say it. Say it. I thought of Mufasa saving Simba from the, Yo, from the hyena. What the fuck? Oh my god. Because she was like, I heard a roar, and it wasn't like the sound that came from these creatures. I like, I knew who it was, and then I saw his figure <laughs> I knew emerge. It was. I was like Mufasa. So he basically saves her, slaughters the hell out of these um the naga they go back to the castle and you know that's pretty much the end of that but my biggest note for this was just like despite everyone telling her and the serial confirming that she cannot go home or she will die and her family will die she's still on this goddamn train like yeah i'm gonna do it anyway i'm just like girl how many times do we have to confirm that when you go out into the woods by yourself it is never a good idea Uh -uh. Never a good idea. And then that leads us into our final chapter, 16. Yep. I didn't have, oh wait, I had about a page for this one, but. I it, I feel like there wasn't a lot of, like I feel like we got so much information in the last few chapters. I don't feel like there was much yeah. given here. There wasn't a ton. Um, The only thing that I can think of right now and i'll go through my notes again was that when she gets back to the castle and alice is like talking to her and brushing her hair yeah um alice knows that she went off to try to catch the suriel yeah and she's like you're stupid and don't listen to lucian there are mm-hmm. other ways to catch a suriel like you could have given him a new robe and he would have fallen at your feet and been like i'll give you anything you want but lucian gave her the whole runaround and she almost got killed yeah. so she's like the next time Lucian tells you some information, you need to come and fact check that through me. And I was like, damn. All right, so, all right servant. All right, Alice. All right, I right. see you. I see you. Right, Mama Alice. Mama Alice was like, listen, bitch, don't take him to face value. Don't do it. No, don't do it. And then I kind of thought about that. I was like, okay, so is he actually warming up to her? And is he actually a friend? Or is he trying to get her killed and out of the way? I think Lucian likes entertainment. I really do. I think he finds her entertaining. And I think he just finds it as entertainment. Because she could have got killed. Well, I guess he doesn't care because she killed Andreas. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But later on in the chapter, she goes down to dinner. And um, basically... Lucian is like, hey, uh, I heard what happened. I'm sorry. Are you okay? Like, I would have come if I knew that you, you know, wink, were in wink. trouble. And <laughs> wink, I was like, wink. you literally told her to scream and you would right. come for her. Who came for her when she screamed? 
Tamlin. Tamlin. Shut up, Lucian. Shut up. I'm going to backhand the shit out of you, you lying ass. <laughs> so, but he did look apologetic, so I guess she, like, kind of took him word or his word for it. Mm-hmm. And after Lucian leaves the dinner table, basically, Feyre tells Tamlin a half-truth. She doesn't tell him who told her about, or who told her how to catch the Suriel. She's just like, oh, I've heard old legends and old stories. And he was like, well, I hope you got the answers that you were looking for. And she was like, yeah, I did. And he pretty much kind of attempts to ask her about the writing from the library. Yeah. Because he took up her, he took her crumpled paper and like was trying to read it to see what she was Mm -hmm. writing. He was like, oh, are you trying to like write a death poem about killing me or something? And she like, she was not having it. She was like, good night. Like, I'm going to go to sleep. Right, but he stops her, and he wants to have a real conversation with her. And so this part in the book, it hit a soft, I think it hit a soft spot for her. Because, yeah. again, it's like he is this high lord, <laughs> fey lord. He lives in wealth. They have a completely different upbringing, like you said. And he's still offering to kind of help her do something. So I thought that was, um, I thought that was kind of nice. Tamlin has a sincere moment with Feyre. And he also tells her the truth about the war that happened when Perithian split from the human world. He tells her that there were fairies that fought alongside humans to keep them free. Otherwise, the war would have been over before it even started. Yeah. He also tells her that he glamored her family. And this is where she got really pissed. But then she kind of understood. He glamored her family to believe that she was taking care of an aunt that was like, on bed rest or some stuff like that. And he also glamored them to be like, hey, if you hear, see, notice any trouble, get out of town because of the blight or the curse. Right. And so I'm like, now you literally have no reason to run. You can finally start to at least try to trust him. And she does. She tells him, Art, that's what I like to do. When he first asked her when she got there, she wouldn't tell him anything. But he's like, oh, okay, well, you know, give me some time. There's a gallery in the castle. I'll clean it up, and I'll take you through the gallery. What doesn't this castle have, by the way? Bruh, it has everything. It has everything. has everything. You have a whole art gallery wing that you just closed off. Right. Oh, I'll just clean it up. I'll clean it up for you, and then we can just go check it out. What? Right. Right. I was like, okay. (laughs) Rich people. Right. So... He's basically, he's being very sincere with her. He's like, oh, I didn't know you liked to paint. Like, that's awesome. I'll take you here and we can do this. She's kind of opening up to him a little bit more. And the chapter ends with her smiling as she's leaving the dining room. I smell romance. I, I smell think, I romance. Think so. I think so. Yeah. I think we're getting there. We're, we're at the point of the Beauty and the Beast movie where, you know, Beast has thrown a snowball at Belle, and Belle has thrown a snowball at Beast, and they're both going at it. It's and the like, spring court, Ashley. There are no snowballs. It's the it's the little things. It's the little things. Yeah. So, I oh predictions, 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 predictions. What are yours? Well, because I'm very after, interested to hear them. Okay. Well, after reading that, I definitely like want to double down on obviously Tamlin and Feyre ending up together. In some way. It's obvious at this point, there's a lot more that's being directed towards that. With, like, mm-hmm. her, for instance, smiling, and him 
being like, oh, you're into art. Let me like, you know, open the gallery for you or whatever and stuff like that. Like, obviously, they're falling for each other. I think at the point that they maybe start to blossom a little more is when shit is going to hit the fan. I think yes. that I think that when their romance is is blossoming more where like Thera is opening up more and maybe Tamlin's opening up more, I think that's when like the disease or something's going to hit hard. And like shit is just going to be like, "Oh, fuck." You know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. I want to say there's got to be more to Lucian. Like I feel like him being around as he's been there has to be more to it. So maybe yeah. maybe he does know whoever it is that like has the disease, not has the disease, but whoever is spreading the disease, like the person that maybe initiated it or started it or something like that, maybe Lucian knows. Because I'm still stuck on the fact that when Feyre asked about Tamlin's court, Lucian had such a big reaction to it. And mm-hmm. then to say her... Like, it's a, it's a woman. It's most definitely a woman. Now, my question is, how, how fucking mean is this woman? Do you know what I mean? Like, what type of Pretty evil? Pretty mean. She cut out his fucking eye. I mean, but was it in self-defense? Did Lucian start something? Do you know what I mean? No. He said, he said that he was wrong for it. Maybe he's but he's saying, And he was even afraid to speak about her. But he's saying forest. it was his fault. So I just want, how mean is this damn woman? That's what I want. Mm. I want to know how mean I this bitch is. But hopefully we meet her. At least in this book. I don't want to have to wait till the second book to meet her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't do you that to me, mean? Sarah. Yeah. Don't do that. So I would hopefully meet her in this book. Um, but I think those are my those are my predictions. I'm excited, though, to see, or not see, but read more of, like, Tamlin opening up and Feyre opening up. Because obviously she, not that she's been neglected, but I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like he's giving her the attention she didn't receive from her own family. Oh, she's definitely been neglected. That's parental neglect. No, but you know what <laughs> on I mean. So I feel many like levels. I know, but I feel like she thoroughly loves her family. But I feel like um, Tamlin is current. Tamlin and Lucian a little bit are currently giving her, and Alice are currently giving her the attention that she should have received from her from her family, but like right. never got. And so I feel like she kind of likes the, um, I don't know if we can call it attention, but she kind of likes what she's receiving from like Tam. Yeah, she likes somebody taking an interest in her and in actually her. being like, well, what do you like to do? What do you right. want to do? Right, exactly. Not yeah, like, yeah. did you bring home dinner? Can we use the money to Are get Are those coins? Home? Can I use those? Like, I want right. to get married. We got robbed. Like, oh my God. So annoying. Yeah. So annoying. But yeah, okay. those are my predictions currently. Okay. My predictions are, like I said, number one, Tamlin is definitely the deceiver, yeah. uh, the commander from the yeah. story. So he is definitely the son of the King of Hybrin. Um, And I already explained why I think that. Number two, I think that Lucian wants Feyre dead and he wants Tamlin's spot as a High Lord. Mm. Do you think he's going to try to overthrow Tamlin? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because all the arguments that they've been having about starting this, like, uh, war or whatever, or doing what they have to do for the Blight, and Tamlin's like, no, I said no, I'm not going to do it that way. Lucian doesn't have any problem with getting, like, blood on his hands, especially human blood. This is true. Um, 
I think that he's going to try to go above and beyond Tamlin and Feyre. He's just like, it's going to be a casualty in that. Um, and then number three, from what the Suriel said about the curse, when Feyre was asking it, or when, ugh, words, when Feyre was asking about the curse, the Suriel said, don't worry, it's too late. And I was like, well, one, I'm, I'm worried now because you said it's too late. But he also said, <laughs> he also said that the high Lord will shield you from it. And I was like, okay, what is what does that mean? How much do you know about it? And what does that mean? It's almost like a prophecy. Like everybody's like, don't worry. Tamlin will take care of it. Don't worry. Tamlin's got you. Okay, but here's, I'm going to play devil's advocate. We know that Tamlin's a high lord, but what if the surreal wasn't talking about Tamlin? There are other high lords. What if he wasn't talking about Oh, shit. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. If that's the case and Tamlin's like using her to try to break the curse of his own accord. Yo! That's another reason why. That is another reason why I was uh. like, what if it's only Tamlin's court that is cursed? That would make so much sense though, because if you think about it, all right, like he's a warrior. He he's gonna do whatever he can for his people, his court. And strategy yeah. is his yeah. is his thing. It's, it's his key. MO. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, it could go that way where he's using her or it could be to the effect that he's like, he would give his life to, I guess, save her to break the curse. Something like that. I'm not sure. But the other one is way more wicked and I love it. Um, But yeah, those are, those are basically my three predictions for the next chapters that we're going to read. And speaking of next chapters, the next chapters are going to be chapters 17 through 27. And that is what we will be discussing on our next episode. Make sure that you guys follow us on social media. We have Instagram, y.a at heart, Twitter, y.a underscore at heart, and TikTok, just regular y.a at heart. And thank you guys so much for continuing to read along with us and listen to us. We hope that you're enjoying this book as much as we We are. are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It is a far cry difference from The Cruel Prince. Oh my God, seriously. (laughs) But with that, we want to say thank you guys for joining us. We love you. And always stay YA at heart. Bye. Bye. (laughs)